Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. What do Spain and Uganda have in common? Well, not much, it turns out, which helps explain the Spanish bailouts this weekend. Why we pay what we pay for health care, and no, it's not just doctors and insurance companies. And are you an iPhone person or an Android person? It's Apple versus Google on the broadcast today from American Public Media. This is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Progressive Insurance with Snapshot, a program in which rates are determined by the driving habits of policyholders. Learn more at Progressive.com. And by CenturyLink, linking Americans and Fortune 500 companies to what matters most. Learn more at CenturyLink.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Monday, today, the 11th of June. Good to have you with us. And I know you read the business and economic headlines on Saturday, saw that Spain had gotten a $125 billion bailout, and you said, look, the European debt crisis is over. I hate to break it to you, but that's just not the way the global economy works. You know, to explain exactly how bailouts do work nowadays, though, we've got our New York Bureau Chief Heidi Moore on the line with us. Hey, Heidi. Hey, Kai. All right. So in a nutshell here, what happened? Sure. Well, you know the Monty Python line, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Well, (laughs) everybody expected a Spanish bailout, which is what this is. It's not a bailout of the banks. It's a bailout of Spain's government. Um, Try to wrap your mind around this, okay? okay? It's the banks bailing out the government, which is bailing out the banks. All right. You got it. You got to explain that. Help me out. Yeah, here's how we can tell. So about two weeks ago, we were hearing about a Spanish bank bailout that would be about 37 billion euros, right? right? Last week, 60 billion euros. Today, 100 billion Mm. euros. What does that tell us? The banks aren't swallowing that much bad debt. It tells us that there's a bigger use, and that's probably the government's use. The Spanish government is in trouble. It's the fourth largest economy in the eurozone, and so they want to avoid this look of another bailout. So calling it a bank bailout makes it look better. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and that kind of makes sense. Speaking of the whole fourth largest economy thing, let me ask you this. There were reports this weekend and, and early this morning of this text message that, that the Spanish prime minister sent to his finance minister in the heat of these negotiations. And he said, you know, he said to his finance guy, hold on, wait a minute, we have some leverage. We are the fourth largest economy in the Eurozone. Spain is not Uganda, he said. So now do the Spaniards and the Italians and anybody who's big and who comes later, do they have leverage over the Eurozone and the Germans? Far more than Uganda, which isn't even in the Eurozone. (laughs) So I question his geography as well as his texting skills. But yes, um, Spain does have leverage now. And here's why. Because everyone knows that a breakup of the Eurozone would hurt every country in the Eurozone. It's not as easy as we talk about. Um, And it certainly emboldens other countries to ask for better terms. Spain's getting good terms. Suddenly, everybody's going back to the drawing table and saying, hey, we're Greece, we're Italy, we're Portugal, we're Ireland. We we want this to look better for us. And uh, before you know it, it's chaos. Right. And and we'll actually... get to that in a bit with Stephen's beard piece, which is coming up at the bottom of the show. But but let me ask you another sort of more macro thing. And you and I talked about this in the financial crisis here. You know, you can recapitalize and bail out bad debt until the cows come home, right? But until somebody takes the loss, it's a bad debt on the books. Has this done anything to alleviate the fundamental problem in, in Spain and in Europe? 
No, because the fundamental problem is, as you mentioned, denial. And this does nothing to avoid that denial. I mean, Spain's property bubble popped, think about this, around the same time as ours, back in 2008. Mm -hmm. And they're just taking those losses now. So they pushed off that pain for four years. That's the extent of European denial. I asked somebody in Europe about this who's been watching this carefully. His name is Anthony Peters. He's a chief strategist with uh, Swiss Invest in London. And he told us not to even try to compare this to our property bubble. That's how big Spain's problem is. Ireland and Spain makes the property bubble in the United States look like a kid's toy. We are talking really, really serious problems. And by way of example, he pointed out there's a house in Ireland for every single Irishman. That's how much they overbuilt. You'd think we planned it this way, but we really didn't. Ireland coming up later in the broadcast with Stephen Beard. That was Heidi Moore in New York City for us. Thanks, Heidi. Thank you, Guy. All right, we'll see you later. On Wall Street today, yeah, you know, you'd have thought it had been better with the bailout and all, but not so much. We'll have the details when we do the numbers.